Welcome to the Ad Astro podcast. In this episode, we are talking with Stefan Allen. Uh, welcome. Um, it is a pleasure to have you in the podcast. Um, uh, Professor Hylin, for some for people who don't are not familiar with this work, is an expert in uh, philology, and he is currently a professor. Uh, exactly of that topic, classical philosophy, to be more exact, at the University of Osnabrück. Um, you have published uh, extensively, extensively yeah. <laughs> on the history of astrology uh, within this exactly your branch of research, which is text philosophy, transmission of texts. Um, how did you came to be a interested, interested in, 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 this topic. in this topic? Um, well, it was. Uh, sort of a chance development because um, I started as a student at the University of Münster uh, in the fields of Latin, ancient Greek and Italian and um, I had no idea that the only professor in Germany who um, has a deep knowledge and uh, research interests in astrology was Wolfgang Hübner at that uh, university whom I happened to meet rather late during my time as a student. But he offered me uh, a position as his um, research assistant after my graduation. And uh, it was only then that I discovered uh, that Latin philology would give me an opportunity to bring together two interests um, that I had um, much appreciated uh, during my high school time, namely Latin and mathematics. Mm -hmm. I, had in a, uh, I had somehow abandoned mathematics in favor of uh, philological disciplines. And through um, my work with um, Professor Hübner, proofreading his articles and books and uh, working on a dissertation topic that he had recommended to me, I realized uh, that astrology um, was a field in which my mathematical and philological interests could be combined. Mm -hmm. um, and he, uh, he wanted me, that was uh, sort of a strange deal, he, uh, he told me that he would give me a job if I worked on a, on a PhD topic of his choice, which was very late in the 15th century, uh, the addition of a hopelessly unknown poet Lorenzo Boninkontri from Tuscany mm. who had written a big um, didactic poem which is largely about astrological content. Mm. Um, so it took me quite a long time to work into this field but it was uh, fascinating and that was uh, the starting point for my interest um, in astrological uh, texts and history and that was also the reason why I have this uh, double interest both in the ancient world um, of the uh, Greek and Roman literature on astrological topics but also in the early modern period um, which I'm trying to bridge as uh, well as possible despite my lack of competence in the period in between the Middle Ages. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
So it, it is really, it, it, yeah, it, I um, actually, I studied the, uh, the Middle Ages. I'm a medievalist. I don't believe you have lack of competence, really, uh, but it is, it is really different uh, because there's a shift, mm -hmm. as you know. Uh, but uh, it is interesting that you, you, you focus on these two, um, I wouldn't call them extremes because there, there's more <laughs> after, yeah. after the early modern, but in these two very distinct uh, areas of astrology. Mm -hmm. And obviously there are lots of differences and uh, all sorts of uh, different techniques, different uh, ways of looking at astrology and probably different ways of practicing astrology. I don't know if you noticed this or what, uh, what do you think it's more relevant in this in this area i would like i would like to know your opinion um in terms of technical d differences yes um well there um there are of course various uh, di differences as far as house division is concerned or um also uh, in some fields uh, the influence of uh, ptolemy in the later period is very strong, although Ptolemy was um, of little or even no importance, depending on which period in the ancient world we are talking mm -hmm. about. Um, Ptolemy, um, the earliest reception of Ptolemy uh, is in late antiquity, um, around 300 uh, CE. So um, that that. Um, involves a significant change of um, um, perspective and then also the enormous uh, influx of Arabic um, astrological knowledge um, in the late medieval and early modern period um, also added uh, numerous uh, changes in, in tenets and um, overall interest, for instance, um, the re renewed larger interest in universal or mundane topics um, as compared to individual astrology. Yes, uh, I, have to, I have to ask about something that is very dear to us, it, mm -hmm. which is one of your papers about the terms. Uh, oh, yeah. We have read it uh, thoroughly and um enjoyed it very yes, very and, much and it's it's still uh, <laughs> uh, it is a reference point in, the, in terms yes. of study of techniques i think you did a, a wonderful work in, yeah, in yeah. trying to understand how a technique is discussed and changed throughout time and I, I, I would say it is an example of, of what scholarity should be when when uh, addressing the the study of astrological techniques mm -hmm. It's like Thank an example, you. and I enjoyed the, the well, both of us, we enjoyed the, the, the paper very much. It's quite impressive. It's, I say paper, but it's really a very extensive um, research, and I really want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sure. Um, um, well, it, um, there is always a story behind uh, such larger papers and uh, interests, and this one um, had an interesting development, I think. Um, I was invited by Alexander Jones to participate in a conference um, at uh, the California Institute of Technology uh, on the occasion of the Francis Bacon Award that uh, had been awarded to him. And uh, when thinking about a possible contribution, it had to be on Ptolemy, that was clear. And I was thinking of some new astrological aspect of uh, Ptolemy's writings. 
and I first came up with, I do not remember exactly which uh, topic, it, it was way too large and broad. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, I spoke uh, with Noel Swerdlow about that. Um, uh, he was at the University of Chicago at that time. And he gave me the salubrious advice that I should choose something far more, far smaller, uh, <laughs> very limited, small topic. So I decided to work on this one small chapter, uh, 121. And I thought, uh, hopefully, I will be able to fill some 10 or 15 pages with that. Hopefully. <laughs> then it turned out to be, um, as you know, um, a rather uh, complex investigation. But the reason why it grew so large had to do again with the influence of my Münster teacher, Wolfgang Hübner, because uh, in the early 2000s, he um, was probably um, the driving force, I would say, in this trend towards in-depth studies of uh, single astrological techniques, mm -hmm. um, because he assigned two dissertation topics um, to, uh, to doc two female doctoral students. Uh, one of them, Katrin Fromholt, worked on the entire field of conception astrology in the ancient world. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other one, um, Susanne Denningmann, worked on uh, the concept of doryphoria, spear bearing, yeah. uh, in Greek and Latin astrological texts. And both of them produced um, very um, important monographs on these topics. So I had that idea, idea in my mind that uh, it may be important to, um, um, well, to, um, to let such an investigation grow into larger shape um, by taking into account possibly uh, the entire, of course, one always falls short of um, completeness, but um, I tried to review the development of the terms um, uh, in all relevant uh, ancient texts and in a representative selection of um, medieval and early modern texts as far as I uh, knew about them. Well, it is, it is the sort of, of, of development that we expect for the Aster project, which is to, to address these techniques which are central to, to, to the astrological doctrine throughout the ages and really understand how, 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 how they develop, how they change, how yes. they are transmitted, um, how they are sometimes misapplied or, or they are misunderstood or are significant changes in the way they're perceived. So, yes. In so, a, in, indeed, this kind of research yeah. is our uh, model in terms of uh, practice. Well, I'm very glad to hear that. And but of course, when one gets started with such a uh, in-depth analysis, it is almost unavoidable um, that the product will be um, superseded uh, in a not very distant future by additional research done by others who feel inspired by uh, such a work. For instance, um, Christian Tolsa in Barcelona. Uh, he recently published um, an article which is, in my uh, opinion, an important um, 
addition to uh, this article that I wrote on the terms because he uh, collected important arguments in favor of the view, which I was unaware of at the time, uh, that the table in Ptolemy's text, the table regarding his own um, terms, that this table is not authentic, but a later um, addendum created in order to specify what Ptolemy actually means with the rules that he describes <coughs> in, mm. um, in sentences. <laughs> and um, uh, he collected um, various important arguments in favor of that, um, that has been published in the periodical Classical Philology. So in a way, I was at the same time um, a bit um, perplexed to be proven wrong in that detail because which I had not seen but on the other hand delighted um, to see that um, I had uh, started um, a research interest in this uh, specific um, field of um, the technical uh, part of astrology um, that that was continued by others. No, of course, indeed, you did. You did begin like a trend. And uh, not only that, it is the inspiration and also the method that um, people should follow. And the, the fact that some other researcher found something new, well, that is interesting. It's how things no. uh, develop, how ideas develop. And uh, it's the dialogue that we keep with other scholars. And uh, this is also one of the things that we would like to do, like... Um, uh, have these um, lines of uh, research, and then we have the people who actually work on these lines, um, talking to each other, mm -hmm. dialoguing yes. to each other. And uh, we would like very much to promote this, this kind of dialogue. Mm -hmm. But returning to your paper, it is actually the way that, um, even if someone discovers something, the, the, the method that you use, the, the rigor, the... the, the the thoroughness that you used, it's the, the way that things should be. No, it becomes actually. a model and it an became, example. Yes, I, think I think it became mm -hmm. already a model. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I quoted it extensively in my PhD, <laughs> um, not only because of the contents, but also the method. It's really a very, um, well, it's how academia should yeah. work. And, and, and it addresses a problem, um, well, a small part of a, of a problem which academia has still, which is when we're talking about um, astrological topics, there's always this introduction one has to do to the topic. Uh, mm -hmm. And when we get to these technical, so very specific technical details, yeah. it's very complicated to explain um, the differences between two authors, for example, uh, yes. unless you explain the technique itself, which takes a long time and it's complicated. So the existence of papers such as yours that, that already gives support to, to, to the technique and to, to specifically address it also help us not to have to go all over again from the beginning every time we want to discuss the topic. And, and that's, that's, uh, that's also... Well, that's good to know, yes. Um, um, well... In a way, that means that we all, the two of you and I and um, several other people working in the field, uh, we all uh, um, focus on understanding these um, techniques and um, doctrines uh, in detail, uh, which, which is also, in my opinion, as, as it is in yours, important because 
um, in the 20th century, much um, research on the history of astrology was um, primarily interested in its um, relationships with uh, philosophy, religion, uh, history, um, but um, much of this uh, understanding of how the system really works um, was missing and uh, each single uh, tenet um, tends to be um, a complex problem in itself if one um, tries to see it in its diachronic development through the centuries uh, almost always there are modifications uh, conflicting um, branches uh, or sub subtenets uh, that develop out of an original idea and um, I think I think one can only interpret and understand texts correctly if one um, gets a more or less uh, correct um, view of the entire development of such a doctrine. Absolutely. And, and then it's also the, the, the only way that we can understand the practical application when yes. we find an example. For instance, uh, in, the, in the text I studied in my PhD, um, the, the author has uh, several horoscopes and he calculates uh, several things like longevity or uh, some of the, well, several things. And uh, one of the things he calculates is the longevity for one of his sons, yes. a child. And the child died very, very young. But we see that he calculates and recalculates the longevity um, using different, um, different possibilities. And one of them is the terms. He uses yes, terms yes. differently to, yes, yes. To, to, to get different, uh, different um, uh, punctuations, to get yes, more, yes. Uh, to, in a way, to give his child a better opportunity. So this is something that we can see the human part of the astrologer interacting with techniques, with a very mm -hmm. technical part. Yes, terms. Yes. And we wouldn't understand this unless we understand that there are several versions of the terms. Mm -hmm. Yes. And did, uh, did this author, in your case, uh, change between the techniques um, before the premature death of his child? I suppose so, because this is all written with the same uh, hands mm -hmm. and ink. Yes. And uh, then it, with another color, slightly different uh, sepia color, he writes he died uh, 22 days after or something. Yes. So I think he was really struggling. Probably mm -hmm. it was a very weak baby and he yes, was yes. struggling to to get some hope from astrology. Yes, yes. So yes. I think, yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is something that uh, an historian that is not um, acquainted with this, all this topic of techniques and different mm -hmm. versions, the, the, someone would just say, oh, we made a mistake. Mm -hmm. This yes. is wrong. And probably what he was doing was experimenting with different, with the Chaldaic and Egyptian terms. Yes, yes. interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Well, especially if one, um, you are talking about a case in, uh, in the early modern or um, medieval like period? 1485. Yes. Mm -hmm. So in that period, one, um, one often has the advantage compared to ancient texts that we simply know more 
that we have more information about uh, the lives of these peoples, about um, the circumstances in which the texts originated, which is uh, often illuminating and helpful mm -hmm. in order to understand um, uh, what happened and why it happened. Mm -hmm. In antiquity, we are often um, left with uh, fragments of a text or a very uh, limited information, maybe only scraps on a papyrus, yes. uh, which are hard to contextualize. Um, in that respect, it is um, often more uh, rewarding to work on, on more recent um, astrological practice, which can more easily be contextualized, yes. Yes, we can we can see the the, the human being that it's was actually no. practicing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in antiquity it's out of context. We just have a few a few fragments, yeah. Yes, yeah. and, and in technical aspects, it's also easier when you have more practical sources, of, uh, and you, we're not just uh, relying on the the theoretical texts. Yes, and that. Yes. The, we, we we know by experience that not, not all not everything that they say in the theoretical text is exactly what they'll be applying in yeah. their in their practice and and sure. that uh, that change and that difference can be quite uh, enlightening as how these techniques are used applied and how they process the theory. so um, if there is any way that we can entice you to do more more papers on this area please let us know <laughs> because they will be very very good i'm sure um well i i'll be happy to keep that in mind um i i did some uh, similar work in my um in my book which uh, was published in 2015 on the fragments of this ancient um author antigonus of nicaea um, because uh, in my commentary on, um, on his horoscope of the Emperor Hadrian, um, I did such diachronic um, explorations of astrological technique for a limited number of doctrines, um, only those that were really employed in that horoscope. But um, some of those investigations grew into um, rather long uh, parts of the book, uh, especially the one on the doctrine of the third, seventh and 40th days of the moon, um, which ended up being a 100 page chapter in that uh, book. But um, um, in, my, in my view, all these individual contributions by various people also um, by uh, for instance, Dorian Greenbaum, who recently, uh, a few years ago, published her very important book on the daimon, or uh, Giuseppe Bezza's um, large article on the concept of sect, hieresis, um, in ancient and Arabic texts, uh, and also other contributions of this kind. So step by step, in my view, um, we will be able to um, cover the entire field of astrological technique mm -hmm. with the long distance um, goal, which is currently uh, impossible to achieve, in my opinion, uh, to create, for instance, uh, a dictionary, a substantial dictionary of astrological technique in which uh, each 
uh, important technique is represented with um, a 10 or 15 page uh, article in which uh, the various authors, the various um, um, developments and uh, sub um, types of a certain technique are um, analyzed and references to the to the most important textual witnesses given um, but that would also include um, or that would imply the need um, to bring in a lot of knowledge from um, orientalists egyptologists um, historians of religion so um, this is exactly what we want to do in astro project <laughs> yes um, <laughs> that that would be immensely helpful if uh, if such a tool um, could be produced mm -hmm. on the long run. Yes, yes. Well, step by step. Step by step. step exactly. By step. Yeah. So let's let's try to walk in in that direction because that's really uh, one of the I think one of the major points of this kind of research, which is to create uh, a database. If yes, well, where all this information uh, can be researched and. And, and also the, the history develop, of the techniques yeah, and the history even within one technique each specialist in its own time or a yes. cultural friend can address the topic as it is discussed by by different cultures and different times and different yeah contexts yes so yeah i think uh, well we'll let's work on that yes <laughs> let's we will move. keep the, this moving <laughs> yeah let's move towards that that goal because i think well in that respect your initiative in creating this astra project um is a milestone in my opinion because um that uh, provides um, a platform and a sort of a meeting place virtually mm -hmm. speaking for um, those who are already active in such um, fields of research and also to attract uh, new, uh, especially young researchers um, who uh, may find orientation in, in such a project. Um, so congratulations on your initiative in that respect. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. And um, we, we are also benefiting from the knowledge of people like you who already mm -hmm. had developed amazing work on this, on this field. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we would like is to congregate all this and open like a dialogue. Yeah. A, dialogue a network, a a network, network of discussion yes. and research that can improve uh, everyone's work and, 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 and yes. grow from there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for... <laughs> for your words.